This is on the left side, the alternative football show. Bellerin has left his leg at the usual position. Pogba's taken advantage of it, put his stud straight through the back of the leg. No. He could have avoided it. Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side, your essential twice weekly guide to the world of football. Make sure you have subscribed to the show so you never miss a single episode. Let's go! So, you know how the Scottish League is often considered a bit of a one-horse race? There's the rest of the league, and then there's Celtic. Well, it's worth considering that currently Celtic have a seven-point lead over Rangers in their title race, whereas in the Premier League, one of the most competitive leagues in the world, Manchester City hold an eight-point lead over rivals Manchester United. Still a long way to go, though, eh? Although some of the media outlets that had billed this season as the closest in history do seem to be getting a little bit twitchy and clutching at a few straws here and there where it comes to making the race for the title seem a little bit closer than it actually really is. Like Sky Sports, for example. With Sterling Skulls this season, Man City have built an eight-point lead. But take away those points, responsible for nine of them on his own, and it would be Manchester United who would be at the top of the table and City a point behind. Let's ignore for a moment the fact that if you actually do take away those goals, they would have drawn those games rather than lost, meaning they'd be two points clear rather than one point behind. But it's an admirable tactic if it works. Just pretend the goals scored by certain players don't mean anything. If West Ham could write off the goals from the 26 players who have netted against them in the league this season, they'd probably even creep out the relegation zone. Nothing is decided yet, and it does seem slightly crazy that only a third of the way into this season, we're already talking about title deciders. But that is genuinely how this weekend's Manchester derby feels. And even if the closing of your eyes and pretending certain players tactic doesn't work, then maybe there is a glimmer of hope for the red side of the city of Manchester by making Pep Guardiola disappear. The FA have asked the Manchester City manager to explain himself after he appeared to hurl a tirade of abuse at Southampton winger Nathan Redmond after the Blues win last week. According to Pep, however, it wasn't abuse at all. He was just being nice. What did he say to Redmond that there seemed to be a bit of a... How good player he is. If that is the case, then that is some very enthusiastic praise. I mean, Pep's a passionate guy, no doubt but I wonder if he delivers all his compliments in such an aggressive manner. I wonder what he's like when he leaves a TripAdvisor review. I enjoyed the steak very much and the service was fucking superb. Thank you. Indeed, the FA have decided they won't be taking any action against Guardiola and instead have chosen to remind the city boss of his responsibilities, whatever that means. Is it like his responsibilities to do the bins on a Wednesday? That kind of thing. The whole affair has prompted a very predictable response from pretty much every single Manchester United fan, who all said in unison... Can you imagine, imagine Chelsea Mourinho done that? It's the same response you get every time any manager in the league, who's not Jose Mourinho, commits a slight misdemeanour. The suggestion that if Mourinho had dared act in such a way, he would be instantly banned from football for life. I'm pretty sure I hear a line like that every single time there is any such incident. Oi! Getting into the face of an opposition player and shouting at him on the pitch. Oh, imagine if Jose had done that. Publicly criticising a referee. Can you imagine if Jose had done that? Order. Leading the country to a decision to leave the EU based largely on a false promise printed on the side of a bus. Can you imagine if Jose had done that? 
invade Yugoslavia, triggering a string of events that would eventually lead to the outbreak of war in mainland Europe. Can you imagine? Well, you get the idea. So the pre-Derby tension is mounting even before a ball has been kicked, which won't have been helped by Paul Pogba saying this on the BBC. That is bad to, to say things like that, but uh, fortunately for us, I hope that will, they will get some injured, very important player injured, like what's happening with us. Hang on, is Paul Pogba threatening Manchester City there? There's a certain underworld gangster feel about his comments there, isn't there? Oh, nice creative midfielder you've got there. Would be a real shame if someone was to, you know, damage it. As unhappy as United fans were about Pep getting off lightly, a lot of City fans were very unhappy with Pogba's unprofessional and malicious comments, wishing that fellow players were injured. No doubt, the very same City fans who were also quite happy to celebrate Pogba's own injury just a few months ago. The irony of this whole affair is that it's in fact Pogba himself that will now miss the big game after picking up a red card in the game against Arsenal when he mistook Hector Bellerin's outstretched leg for a bouncy castle. And when a United player picks up a ban, it is always good to get the views of Jose Mourinho. The Pogba sending off, what did you make of it? I don't know. I don't know. I leave, uh, I leave for you that one. I leave for you Arsenal players on the grass. But I'll probably do the same because the grass is absolutely beautiful. I think there is a desire, a desire to, to go for the grass. Well, that was a thinly veiled jab at the refereeing staff and the Arsenal players. Quite out of order, if you ask me. Imagine if Jose Mourinho had... Oh, yeah, hang on. He did. I had no idea that Jose was so keen on lawn management. Someone should get him on Gardener's World. But come on, Jose, cheer up, it's not all that bad. At least you are second in the Premier League. Just imagine what it is like being Chris Coleman right now. The former Wales boss has taken up the mantle at the Stadium of Light and is struggling to turn around the fortunes of poor old Sunderland. The Black Cats lost 3-1 to Reading this weekend gone and extended their run without a home win to an amazing 21 games, which, if it wasn't so pitiful it would be quite impressive. But not everyone agrees with me though, particularly one fan who was ejected from the stadium this weekend after taking a shit in the stands. It was either a dirty protest or an exacting metaphor on the state of football in the northeast right now. Either way, it's pretty grim. Predictably, as with everything nowadays, a photo of him uh, feeling down in the dumps about Sunderland's form has gone viral, as has his apologetic interview he gave in the Daily Mirror. The only way that this could have happened is I must have just sat in my seat and just been that in that bad of a way that maybe I just thought that it was a toilet and then done that. I don't know. And it won't happen again. Easy mistake to make, isn't it? Confusing your kingdom of solitude with a stadium full of 50,000 angry Sunderland fans. In fact, the only real similarity is the amount of shit on show. I am going to be upset because I'm not going to be able to go the whole matches anymore. Every cloud has a silver lining, I guess. But not every fan is as upset with the team's form. Some fans have just given up on football altogether, like this caller who called in to BBC Radio Newcastle. And Steve, who is obviously a Sunderland supporter, waiting to talk to you, Chris. Hello, Steve. Hello, lads. All right? Hi, Steve. Hello, mate. Uh, just want to welcome you to Sunderland, Chris. Over the moon, yeah, yeah. And 
Now, bear with this. I know it's hard enough to understand Mackham at the best of times, but this is a Mackham who, in his own words, has had a few cans of Windex by the sound of it. But it's good. I've had, I've had a few cans. I've been to it. And I've <laughs> at least they're honest, Steve. Yeah. What's your question? Uh, I haven't got a question. I just oh. thought I'd bring it to <laughs> He's just so happy to have someone to talk to. It's lovely stuff. And what one lesson can we learn from both these two incidents? Sunderland's form is so bad, it's driving their fans to drink. That is it for today's podcast. Thank you for coming. If we were going to ask you one thing to do this week, it's hit that subscribe button so next week you get the show as soon as it's ready. Do that and you can leave us a review. Oh, no, hang on. That's two things, isn't it? Okay, two things if I can ask you to do. Hit subscribe and then if you like what you hear, write us a review on iTunes and then follow us on Twitter. Oh, hang on. That's three things. Whatever. Follow us on Twitter too, at On The Left Side. And if you're a Spotify user... You can now find on the left side in Spotify. So you can add it to your playlists and listen to it alongside your favourite music. Right, that's me done. I will see you soon. Later. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.